Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Pineapple Podcast. It's been a while, it's been ages, it's been years, literally, it's 2022 now, but we're back here, I'm back here, um, there's a lot of change, a lot of distractions, but we're back. Cue intro music. Um, I just like jazz music, that's why that's there. But, you know what, it's a funny thing, I've noticed it a lot, but so often I keep noticing it. Okay, I'm sure you guys know what a phone is, I'm sure you've heard of it before, you know what it is. Well, this thing known as a phone, what happens with it is that it was originally created for, I wonder why, hmm, to call people. So you can call them, they can pick up and you can talk to each other from far away. How amazing is that, right? Well, here's what happened. We've moved away from using the phone for what it's meant to be. For now we just use it on social media. And it's kind of outrageous because I call people all the time, right? I call them if I need to deliver something important because that's the only way to get their attention, right? People look at SMSs, they might read it in the notification panel, but they never open it. And then they reply to it in their head. They're like, oh, I think I've replied to it. Then they realize they've never actually replied to it. You know, that's happened to me so many times. I know it happens to other people, right? Um, but I don't want excuses, you know? If I need them to answer, I will call them. But here's the thing. People have their phones all the time. They're always on their phones. Snapchat, Instagram, WhatsApp, Facebook, using it doing stuff, watching YouTube, I don't care what they're doing, it's in their pocket. And then I call them, and then they never pick up. It's quite outrageous, I can't lie to it. Why would you not pick up your phone? The whole point of a phone is to pick up. Um, I don't know what's happening there. Um, but that's just a quick little side note that, that I've discovered. But, you know what, it takes me on to something better. Um, something actually really scary, to be honest. Um, well, there's so many things I want to talk about. Uh, this is what happens when you stayed out for so long, you know? The reason I've stayed out is fear. So let's start off with that fear. I don't know if I've talked about it, but it's one of the most main driving factors of, like, everything. Obviously, like, fear drives us, right? Um, and it's so true. I've heard this so many places, so many times, and if you do, like, an in-depth human psychoanalysis, like Sigmund Freud or whatever, right? Um you realize that fear is one of the main motivation factors that drives people everywhere to do anything and everything, right? Um, why do people work? For fear of not getting money, not getting enough money, not being able to survive, right? Why do we need money to buy stuff? Why do we need to buy stuff, right? If you keep digging deeper, you get to the eventual answers, which are deeply rooted human emotions of fear, greed, desire, right? These drive us. Um, like, literally, the human population, reproduction, it's all based on desire, right? It's, it's the greed, one could say, of ourselves, of our DNA, and natural selection, pretty much in itself, evolution, right? The way evolution works is DNA wants to pass itself on, right? The cells want to continue, um, the bi- um, not the bio, um, basically, yeah, it's, it's all about getting your cells, your DNA copies to your air keep continuing passing that on for generation, 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 right? That's what it's all about. That's what evolution is in its most basic concept, right? That's that's what it's all about, passing on your genes. And that's itself 
driven by fear and greed as well. Um, contributing factors, they both are definitely. But the reason I stopped the podcast was of my fear of not having good enough, not having good enough audio experience, right? Because I used to use Audacity, and I don't know if you know what that is, but it's a program, it's free um, to like edit your um well, not videos, but like voice recordings, right? And then I used to put background music because like, I'm like, I love jazz, but then it's like so annoying to edit the sound volumes and all that. That's why I just played it live because you know what? If I'm going to have background music, I want to listen to it while I'm saying the stuff, right? All of the stuff on the panel podcast is impromptu, right? Just comes from my head, bam, straight onto here. And I hope that click wasn't too loud in your ears. Um, But then I was like, oh, I want to make a really nice audio experience, you know, like there's rich jazz, like perfectly cued music, perfectly cued background music, um, adds drama, those speech tones, those stops. But I realized that in in wasting time, my time for that, I feel lazy. I I hate like I kinda hate that editing process. Um so I don't do it then that's why I stopped with podcasts. And I was like it's I'm better off just doing it, giving it raw, authentic stuff. And um it, it's not a video audio experience, right? It's not the greatest audio experience, but it's all about what you're learning from it, what you're getting out of it. And if you're getting something out of it, then it's fine. It doesn't matter, right? And I'm doing this out of greed for myself as much as I'm doing it for you, right? You're the listener. You're hearing my thoughts, and clearly you value them enough to listen to it. <laughs> um, but I hope you're getting something out of it. But I know I'm getting something out of it because when I talk about stuff that's inspiring, that's motivating, and these critical factors of success and life and all these aspects that people generally don't touch on. My friends don't like to talk about this stuff too often. Here and there, they'll touch on it, philosophy, life, debates, but this is the important stuff. And if we don't understand it, if we don't touch it, if we don't talk about it, then really we're just living a superficial life and we don't want that, do we? No. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you don't. <laughs> um... I don't want that, right? So saying this out loud gives me opportunity to share my thoughts, my views, but to also understand myself and motivate myself to become a better person while motivating you to become a better person. That's what it's ultimately all about, right? Always becoming better because one step, one small step in a positive direction is still a step. I heard this great quote where it was, um, uh, a thousand mile journey starts with one step. And that's really all it is. Everyone talks about always being in the present, right? But being in the present is literally just experiencing each breath at a time, each second, each minute, right? Living in the present, not in thoughts, not in the past, not in the future, but in the present. That's the same with running, right? It's one step at a time. You can't do 10 steps at a time. You can't do one kilometer at a time, right? Um, It's always one step. And as long as you keep those steps going, keep it flowing and continue you will eventually get to your goal, whether it be a 50k marathon, whether it be like 100k's, whether it be 10k's, whether it be like a walk from your house to the grocery store, right? You you get there as long as you keep putting one foot after the other. So that's what that small positive change is because life is not a race. It's a journey, right? That's also another amazing quote that I heard. Um, But it's that journey, that, that step that takes you forward in the journey, right? Not... It's not all about, you know, rushing, getting that here now, now, um, do it. Because if you like eat really healthy for like two days and the rest of five days a week you eat unhealthy, 
it's not going to be a balance, it's just going to be worse, right? Because for the two days, you feel really energetic and all that. And then the rest of the five days, you don't feel energetic. You know, it's not worth it. You're better off slowly balancing positive steps here or there. Like today morning, I woke up at 5.30, um, did my morning routine, gym, meditation, journaling, um, exercises, great, came home, had some healthy yogurt and muesli breakfast, which was also great. Um, and then it was all going great, right? Then I like cleaned, then I had like, I was reading this book, I started reading this book called Limitless by Jim Quick, which is obviously amazing, as you would expect it to be, right? Because um, the author is amazing. Um, but, and he talks about like this, I think it was a white space where you go away from all digital stuff to do something creative, something thoughtful, just chill, enjoy, right? And I was like, that's so hard. <laughs> like, I legit thought, I was like, how am I supposed to go away from all digital stuff, right? This right here is digital. You're on Spotify listening to this or Google Podcasts, right? Everything is digital. My watch was digital. So I took all, took off my watch, took off my phone and just did stuff, which ended up like vacuuming, cleaning, all that. But it was nice to take a step away because I wasn't constantly distracted, which I realized is what happens with my notifications. I'm constantly distracted, right? Like I got my phone back after that and oh, every three minutes, I'm constant, I'm looking, to, people send me a new message, I'm like, oh, let me look at it, let me reply, and if you reply, they reply back, right, because they're already on their phone, like, they might have nothing better to do, and then it ends up, you have nothing better to do, because you're on your phone, distract, every, if you're on your phone every five minutes of doing another task, like, you do task four minutes, then you get distracted on your phone, then you go back, then you go back, you're not really doing the task, you're not really achieving anything, and you're not going to get anywhere, right, it's, it's an endless loop of notifications and distractions, that's what technology is, so it was nice to get away from that, because for half an hour, or 40 minutes, actually, I think I'm falling for like an hour, there was no technology to distract me, it was great, um, difficult, but great, and definitely worth it, and then I came back on my phone, was, and it all just crashed down, because I have this very bad addiction, and I'm gonna spoil it, reveal it here, reveal my inner deeper, darker secrets, um, and that addiction is actually the first step to revealing anything or addiction, um, is knowing it and accepting that it's, okay, you know, this is a bad habit I have, I need to fix it. Once you accept that, then you can get to doing something about it. If you don't accept it, you're like, no, this is fine, everyone does it, then you're, like, you're not going to get anywhere, you know what I mean? You're going to stay with the mediocre, the average person, the average Joe, they like to call it. If anyone named Joe is listening to this, um, no offense, uh, I obviously do not mean you. Um, you know, average if you're listening to this, because... I'm pretty sure most average people don't listen to motivation stuff. Or, here's what they do. They listen to it, then they don't take action on it. They don't implement to the lives, into their lives. They don't make any difference with it, which is kind of pointless. It's the same as not reading. You just waste your time reading. Um, then you're excited for a bit. Fight a few endorphins here, release a bit of dopamine, and then you're done. Um, but no, you need to take action on it. I have not been able to take action on it. A few days I get to it, but I've, I don't have consistency. And my, um, my, well, well, my bad habit is basically, um, I watch TV while eating. Now, it may not sound like a bad thing, right? But I literally, like, when I go to lunch, the first thing I think of is turning on the TV and putting something on. Like, I don't want to watch anything. I have, I had no TV show that I wanted to watch today. No TV show, nothing on YouTube that was interesting. I spent five minutes scrolling. I, instead of getting the lunch out and eating it, I could just eat the, eat the lunch in five minutes, right? And mindful eating is a really big thing and it's really helpful because first of all, you feel grateful for the food you have. You realize how much you're eating. So you prevent excess and overeating, right? 
which is always really good. And um, you're just more grateful. And like knowing what you eat, consciously eating, you digest it better as well, right? Because you chew on it more until it's like fully soluble. Um, and then you digest it because if you chew on it less and you just swallow your food whole, then it takes longer for your digestive system to digest it because chewing, here's some science for you people in biology and chemistry, but chewing actually increases the surface area of the food and then the enzymes in your mouth actually help start breaking it down, right? That's what your saliva is for. And then it goes down into your digestive system, easier to break down because there's more surface area for enzymes to attach to it and digest it pretty much. Fun things to learn. Um, so yeah, there's so many benefits of mindful eating, but I've not been able to do it. <laughs> and it's seriously just an addiction, right? Because I, whenever TV, like I start the TV, right? Because when I get, so I get to eat. So today I was like, you know what? Let me restart Brooklyn Nine-Nine that I stopped watching like four, four years ago. Like it's an amazing show. But the problem is like eight seasons with like 20 episodes. Like if I, because I get really hooked to a TV show and I get addicted and then I watch it. And I know that I shouldn't because it wastes so much of my time. Like today I spent like three hours watching it after I finished eating. But the thing is I carried on eating while watching. It's a bad habit lots of people have as well, um, which is unhealthy eating while watching TV, right? You just mindlessly eat food and junk. Um, you just want to put something in your mouth, right? That's all it is. So I started eating, I finished my lunch and the TV show is still going. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I need something else. I sit, go sit down on the couch and get some junk food then start eating that ice cream. I had a whole block of chocolate. I, I haven't had any cans of soft drink for like over a month now because I promised myself I wouldn't. But then it was in the freezer. I was like, oh, you know, I'm already here. I'm already eating chocolate. And so one bad habit, one bad thing actually leads to another again, again, again. And so I had the chocolate, had that um, full, well, can of lemonade, pretty bad. Um, uh, at least it was chilled. <laughs> But no, it was yeah, not not great, not great, right? Bad habit there. And then I watched like solid eight episodes, um, which is 160 minutes, which is like more than two hours, um, two hours 40 minutes plus or minus few breaks there. So it was like at least three three and a half hours of watching, right? And so it just like makes you realize, you know, I would not have done that. What I was planning to do was like I was gonna eat lunch quickly, get my fuel up, maybe go take a nap after that, and then. Go read a book, um, read for one, one and a half hours, go do some more productive stuff, right? Now, actually helping my life. The thing is, you watch TV, you watch episodes, but it doesn't take you anywhere, right? Because you forget most of the stuff you watch. It's all temporary, short-term relief, right? And yeah, it's great. Um, entertainment's there for you to watch. But I think the problem with me is I binge it which is not great. It's a complete waste of time. And then the next day, the next week, I wonder, hey, what did I do with my holidays last week? Where did I spend? Where did all the time go? Nothing productive comes out of it, right? And no offense, but I'm not going to be using Brooklyn Nine-Nine when I'm in, like doing an engineering test like one, like, uh, like a month later or whatever, right? <laughs> it's not going to come in useful. Whereas if I did some preliminary research, knowledge, expanded my understanding, caught up on my math skills, right? These things would come in helpful in the future. And yeah, it's tougher to do, it's harder to do now. But hard work now pays off in the future, it pays dividends. It's like investing, right? You could invest your money, let's say you had like $10,000. You could invest it buying like 15 million types, not 15 million, but let's say 1,500 types of like fancy types of chocolate, right? You could eat them all, enjoy them. Yeah, sure, you might have like a sore stomach after that as well, but you, you'll enjoy it, yeah? Tasty, nice. 
or you could invest it. Um, let's say you invest it into like Apple, like 10 years later, that share price might be higher, you get dividends. And that 10,000 might be like, no, 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 20,000. Uh, who knows where you invest, all right? But you get my point, you're investing it for the future, for the benefit, all right? Um, and so there's, there's different options, right? Bad habits, positive habits, it really depends on what you feel. But the main thing is understanding your bad habits and then finding ways so basically, the way habits created, and I think I talked about this, but um, I read it in The Power of Habit, but it's cue, um, action, and then reward, pretty sure. So you get the cue, and the cue for me is having lunch and watching TV, right? Um, so you get that desire, you get that inner pull, like, okay, let me go turn on the TV now, right? But I just avoid that, I turn, sit away, because I'm at the dining table, right? One side faces the TV, one side doesn't. Sit on the side that doesn't face the TV, right? We're going to be less inclined to ready to watch TV. Just make sure TV's off um, and just mindfully eat. And then once I get through that, I will survive, right? That's all it is for survival. Um, but yeah, you've got the um, the cue, then the action, which is like, okay, I'm, I'm hungry, I'm going to go have lunch. Action, watching TV. And then you get the satisfaction from watching TV, right? You get a bit of entertainment here and there, and that's all great. But it's not worth it in the end. Um, so yeah. Now let's go back to this very delicate topic of fear. So fear drives us. And I know I was meant to talk about fear, but I spent like the last 17 minutes talking about everything else other than fear. But, you know, there are many things to be scared of. Um, and often we're driven by our fears. But it's important to understand these fears, the subconscious fears, right? Like, um, well during lockdown and um, even after lockdown, during university holidays and stuff, because I live far away from my friends, one of my fears was definitely like um, feeling isolated from them, feeling differentiated from them and like, you know, because they're close by, they can meet up whenever they want for like here, there, lunch, blah, blah, blah. It's nice. I don't get that same opportunity. So it's fear of missing out. FOMO, as you will have heard of it. Um, and then there's the fear because some of my friends... Um, not gonna say who, but no, most of most of my friends don't reply instantly online. If they hardly reply at all, some of them just don't reply. It takes like two to three business days to like get them to reply. Like, hey, what's up? Three days later, oh hi, yeah, it's nice weather today. Um, like outrageous. Like I, I can't, I really can't maintain a friendship with you like this. It's so hard. They make it so difficult. And the problem is like. We live in a big city. We don't live, like, all next to each other, mate. We can just come hop by at each other's houses and, like, you know, say, hi, what's up, right? We, we can't do that. We're isolated. We're in a society that's more isolated than ever. And for us to maintain a relationship, we need to have active communication, right? Because the relationship is basically talking, daily experiences, that's what sharing it all about. That's what makes a relationship, right? Um, but I can't really do that because if you're not replying, we don't have active communication online. Which is our only source of communicating, right? We can't meet up every day, right? If we did meet up every day, like uni or whatever, right? Okay, that's okay. But even after that, if we if you only talk when we meet up in person, but you don't talk all the other times, ninety like I would say eighty five percent of the time, I'm not going to see you in person. Then you're not talking to eighty five percent of the time. Like if I need you during that time, if I'm feeling stressed, overwhelmed, I want to talk about something, something that excites me, I want to tell you, but you don't reply. You're not there for me. Then. It's not, it's not what I'm looking for, my friendship, right? And that, that is, is that fear, um, that your friends are getting separated from you. You're getting separated from your friends. And it's a very true fear because the change from university, uh, change from school to university, 
is that very aspect, right? You lose friends that you thought were going to be, oh, lifelong friends before. And it's because of this lack of communication gap. Um, and you realize, and like people talk, say this all the time, they used to tell, tell me this before, but like you realize who you're going to be lifelong friends with in uni. But <laughs> most of my friends I see right now, I don't know if I'm going to be lifelong friends with them. I've been first, like uni for one year now. Um, so it's just about meeting your crowd. And what scares me as, as well is you are the, what is it, the accumulation of the five closest people you are. You pick up the traits, the aspects. And, like, that's a very important aspect because if I'm friends with people who are not really driven, they're not motivated, they don't want to do anything, they don't have impact on the world, don't want to be the best selves, they just want to sit down, relax, binge TV shows, eat unhealthy, not really care about their fitness, just spend their time working for, like, a nine-to-five job, not really talk to you too much, it's like, I don't want these five people. I don't want to be a cr- accumulation of these five people, right? I want to be with people that push me, people that drive me to be better. That's who I want to be with, right? And I think it's a long journey, but once you find that, the most important thing is finding a mentor. And obviously it's not easy. <laughs> you can't just be like, hey, mentor.com.au, um, yeah, I like this guy. Yeah, why don't you mentor me? You're a successful CEO, like a, like a billionaire. Yeah, sure. But um, it would be nice. Yeah. So basically a lot of things, but surround yourself with people that will push you to become better and a greater version of yourself. And that's how I'm going to end it. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I've got some fun new series stuff that I've got planned. So let me explain it to you. So I'm thinking of two days of every week. They're going to have two episodes now, maybe even three occasionally. But I'm thinking of starting new series. So First one, we've got the Potential series. Um, don't ask me why I changed my accent. It's because I can, obviously. But this is about unleashing your potential, developing good habits and routines, and enhancing the knowledge that you have and building upon it. That's what the Potential series is about. Then we've got the Experience series. I know, these names are awesome. I came up with them, by the way. <laughs> no, obviously. Um, and this is where you learn from others, from books, booties, Motivate, um, yeah, obviously, everything's going to be motivation, but from books, movies, heroes, villains, war, poetry, from the existing knowledge that exists in the world. I'm going to pick apart one of those, analyze it, understand the morals of messages from it, right? It could just be, um, little red riding hood, right? <laughs> like, understanding all of it, analyzing it, and seeing how those represent key important messages that are useful in life. And yeah, so these are the two series coming soon, potential experience so keep a look out for them and if you enjoyed it well keep listening um i'm not gonna ask you to share it huh? now nah, if you really like something you can share it but it doesn't really matter right why do we share it to help other people but if other people want to help they will do their own research and get to here but i don't mind you sharing it now that i say that i'm not going to be like you know be like egotistical but like oh my god i don't need sharing no but i just want to say Use this knowledge to better yourself first. That's the most important thing. But yeah, helping others in the world is our job, right? That's one of the main jobs we have to make a positive difference in this world. So go ahead, do that too. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.